to do in order to undo those to-do lists to turn those to-dos into ta-da's? This episode is one that I have been meaning to get to for a while now. Now, I'm not one for telling other folks what to do, how to do it, when to get started, but I'll tell you this, those three things I just mentioned, the what to do, the how to do it, and the when to get her done, would make an awful mighty fine to-do list. Maybe I should start one of those. I wonder how much fun that could be. Hmm? And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark-raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, ampurage.com. A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... Ah, yes. The to-do list. (laughs) The to-do list is also known as the procrastinator's playground. Swing on over for a game of tag, because you're it. Now, I don't know, but I've been told, a big-leg woman ain't got no soul. Aren't you glad I don't sing that? I don't know, but I've been told that a big to-do list is just going to grow mold, meaning it might take a while. My wife and I have this challenge as a team at our house. She claims that it's her Italian heritage. What doesn't get done today can get done tomorrow. Okay, I got a question. How could the people who gave us the Ferrari and the Lamborghini also inspire the attitude of, hey, what's your hurry? What doesn't get done today gets done tomorrow. So, procrastination. In my home? In my world? Yeah, it's one very real reality. Some homes, the procrastinators, there are kids. Like the story where the dad asked his son, son, when will you start studying for your exams? And the son coolly answered, Tomorrow, Dad. About a minute or two later, the son asked, Dad, can I have some money? The dad coolly answered, Tomorrow, son. Well played, Dad. Well played. I guess father and son both have something to look forward to tomorrow. Hmm. How amazing life would be, how amazing it can be made to feel by having tomorrow to look forward to rather than dread. But really? See, not necessarily with procrastination. In some homes, it's bill pay procrastination, even when the funds are fine and paying those dollars and cents makes damn good sense. And for some homes, it's from repairs to relationships to any number of rudimentary responsibilities. But no matter the rundown, we get to feeling rundown when procrastination proves to be a problem within our world, 
a world that wrestles with attention deficit diagnoses and first-person shooter video game perspectives, and we realize that we must meet the need to prioritize and put the hammer down to get it done. But we put off so much that sometimes we actually feel put out and put upon when life just puts this stuff in our lap, whatever this stuff is. And we think, man, tomorrow I'm really getting down to business, when really we're barely getting down to just busyness. And there's a difference. But you know, there is a way to process this, and you don't have to put it off. It's a simple system. Listen up. How amazing can life be made to feel by having tomorrow to look forward to, every tomorrow to look forward to even? Now, what is it, though, that could make every tomorrow easier to look forward to? Stuff is going to come across your radar, but having a reliable response to what is unpredictably placed along your path? Well, that is a really good start, I'd say. Doing today what you used to postpone and procrastinate, aka I joke about postponinate for tomorrow, postponinating could be, I guess you could change it and call it procrastipone, you know, but that sounds more like a band instrument that nobody wanted to play, so they just waited and they said, I'll practice that tomorrow. Johnny, Johnny, remember to practice playing your procrastipone. I will, Mom, tomorrow. Uh, feel free and comment your choice between postponinate and procrastipone in the message section below. And now snap back to reality. Okay, most common advice about procrastinating, because it seems like I'm putting it off here, but most common advice about you know, procrastinating and about dealing with procrastination involves, honestly, well, mostly common methods from to-do lists to smart goals through project prioritization all the way into deep fear mastery. And that is like well out of my pay grade. But I'll tell you what's not. See, like you, I wonder this. If most procrastination and procrastination proof advice is common sense methods, well then why is procrastination and postponination why is it still so common? Is it that we really do know what to do and we're just putting off doing what we know to do? Well, yeah, duh, hello. That's what procrastination is. But I'll tell you, it's easier to ease into this with a system that doesn't elevate everything onto just your shoulders and be a burden to bear or bail on. D-E-A-C. It works for me. And a lot of other leaders and entrepreneurs that I've trained. D-E-A-C. D, delegate. E, eliminate. A, automate. C, consummate. I'll say it again. Delegate, eliminate. Automate, consummate. A-K-A, D-E-A-C. Okay, so something flies across your radar, and it needs attention, but does it necessarily demand your attention? Hmm? Do you absolutely positively have to get yourself there and get it done? Your fingerprints, your retinal scans required, your blood, sweat, your tears mixed into it to make it just right? Does it even need, need to get done, much less need to be done by you? And if the previous two points pass the sniff test, is this going to keep coming at you? Or can it be dealt with and done with? This is the D-E-A-C approach. Here you go. D, delegate. Just because something is asking to be addressed doesn't mean it's got your name all over it. If it legally requires your retinal scan, DNA, fingerprints, or signature, great. But many, if not most things, don't. So save yourself for the things that do. 
by delegating this. Delegating it on through to someone else. It achieves the task, gets it done, but it builds teamwork. It furthers trust. And maybe it wasn't meant for you in the first place just because you noticed it or it was brought to your attention. E is for eliminate. All right, so not everything that comes across your radar needs your DNA to be D-O-N-E, to be done. And what's more, not everything that blips on the old radar, honestly, even needs paying attention to. A great example of this, I learned it from my old pastor, my mentor in California. Great guy, awesome, real deal, human Christian. Thank you, Rick. He started this church in my high school theater in the 80s. Now it is like the most awesome, el gigante, el gigante ministry. And the pastor had so many people coming to him daily with suggestions. You know, hey, Rick, you should do this. Try that. Change this. Eliminate those, etc., etc., etc. And as you can imagine, he got really good at both delegating and eliminating. By looking at the bringer of those best intended advice bits, looked them right in their eyes and said, hey, that sounds like an interesting idea. Why don't you get started on that and get back to me with a progress update by such and such time, whatever that time was. Aha, uh -huh. interesting approach. See, the world is full of people with ideas and advice, but folks with follow-up and follow-through are far between and few. My pastor knew he was not put here to do everything. Hell, God, who could do everything, chooses not to, chose to delegate. He started with his son, Jesus, and Jesus delegated to the apostles. So, delegate. And if it can't be delegated, ask how crucial and critical it is. And maybe, just maybe, eliminate it from the radar screen. Next, A, automate. If it can't be delegated away and it can't be eliminated away, unless you want to keep getting your attention thrown at this potentially and pulled away from other things, get it out of the way with an automated system that allows you to address the things in the future that you and only you were really meant to do. And then do them as only you can. Now that is the big C. We've done D, we've done E, we've done A, time for C. C, consummate. No, not the tomato mushy stuff. I mean, consummate that task like you would your wedding night. What is consummating on your wedding night supposed to signify? Commitment, complete partnership into something. And how do you consummate your marriage vows on wedding night? You get up all in there and get it done. You make it your own. And I think you know what I mean here. Get all up in them goodies and get on. Consummate. Consummate your commitment. Don't half-ass your approach, because if it can't be delegated to someone else, shouldn't be eliminated, and it's not meant to be automated, well then, you were meant for it, and it was meant for you. Now, look at the things across your radar. Delegate, eliminate, automate, and where appropriate, consummate. After you've tried bestowing it away, throwing it away, figuring out a way not to deal with it again, and you've decided that this thing, this thing was meant for you and you were meant for it, why would you want to procrastinate and wait any longer? I mean, really. Like wedding night nuptials, who wants to postpone and put those off? 
these days, no one obviously. We know the whole way backstory and all that, and we'll address that later. Much, much later, different podcast. No, I'm not procrastinating, but give me a second. Just let me jot that down here on this list. And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry 166. Whatever your heart clings to and confides in, that is really your God, your functional Savior, Martin Luther. And the guide's point of view on this? Thou shalt have no other gods before me, and create no craven idols? Well, that's not because it lessens who God is, but more that it's a lesson for who we are to God. What do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean Guide system, what have you learned lately that's new? What have you earned that wasn't just handed to you? Where did you get busy and add to the world around you? Now be grateful for this. Reflect on it, respect it, and navigate somewhere next. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall, and until next time, good health, God bless, and now go get a little dirty learning something new, earning what's not given to you, adding to this crazy world that we share, and navigating your way to something new and next. <laughs>